Hello, my name is Scott Harris, and welcome to The Dairy Dive. And today we're going to be talking about the affordability of biomethane production for small dairies. Buckle up, because we're diving deep. First of all, we hope we can try to educate you so you learn just a little bit, a little bit. My whole life's been dairy farming. Some days you wonder why you ever milk cows. It's kind of just in the blood around here. I don't know what it is, but we like livestock. Buckle up. The Dairy Dive starts now. So what does affordable biomethane mean? Well, today we're going to actually dig in with an expert, Joe Bufford, uh, New Holland, and uh, he's going to be able to talk through with us about the affordability of this, what are the advantages of it, uh, what exactly is it, how does the system work, um, can I use it in my current with my current situation, or am I going to have to completely redo everything? There's a lot that goes into it, and specifically, it's going to be very beneficial for those, I believe, mid to smaller dairies. Uh, many large dairies are already kind of adapting this, but that system doesn't fit well to a mid to small size dairy. And so we're going to be able to dig into all of that and dive into all that with Joe. And so uh, there's a lot to be uh, brought in, so make sure you're paying attention. I hope you get something from it. And this is a system that I think could be huge uh, benefits and impactful for the industry. So with that, we're going to dive into the interview with Joe. Uh, if you have any uh, feedback, make sure and let us know. Okay, all right. All right so right now we're going to actually bring in our guest, Joe Bufford. Uh, with New Holland, and he's gonna—he definitely knows a lot more about this affordability of biomethane production. Is what we're going to be looking at today on small dairies, and and uh, Joe, first of all, welcome to the Dairy Dive. And uh, start things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, kind of what you do, and where you're located? Of course, thanks, Scott, for having me on. Uh, as you already mentioned, my name is Joe Bufford. I am a product marketing manager for New Holland Agriculture. Uh, and I am based out of the New Holland headquarters in beautiful Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Lancaster County is one of the most productive counties in the country uh, that is non-irrigated. So we, we make a lot of, uh, we grow a lot of stuff here and we grow it well. Yeah, absolutely. We're very, as our, as master choice, we are very familiar with Lancaster County. We've sold a lot of product there in our past and, and uh, been on a lot of farms in Lancaster County. So as we get things going here, I came across this article, I believe was Progressive Dairyman, where we get a lot of our sources from, but um, this was a really interesting article, and uh, just think, because, you know, when you think biomethane production and the use of that on a farm, I mean, the nat first natural one I, say, I think of, I won't say their name, but um, it's a large farm that we've worked with in the past in the southeast. Um, that they went to this a few years back, and I remember them talking about how many millions of dollars it was uh, to get the system installed and uh, and the use of it. And I, you know, I've always in the back of my mind, I have kind of wondered, you know, what if a smaller farm could do this? Because I think the the benefit could be just as big as far as the percentages um, as it would be for a, for a large farm on some of these. Your farm, so I think it's a really interesting article, and glad to see that there's advancements happening in that. Um, so I think kind of the first question I've got is that you know this idea of using anaerobic digesters has become kind of a pretty big hot button issue, right? Uh, but before we dig into that, it, exactly what is an anaerobic digester? 
So great question. Obviously, that's why we're here to talk about. Uh, I, th I think before answering that, uh, let's begin by talking about what is anaerobic digestion. Uh, so, and that essentially is the process in which certain types of bacteria break down organic matter uh, without the presence of oxygen. So essentially decomposition of organic matter where there's no oxygen present. So that's, that's that, uh, what that is in a nutshell. So you've got some organic material, whether it's uh, animal waste or plant waste or raw sewage, whatever that may be, um, that will break down um, and f form biogas and other outputs um, when there is no oxygen present. So that is, that is digestion. Um, that's the process of that. So what a digester does is that it facilitates that. Uh, so it is a sealed vessel, if you will, or a reactor in this case where that digested takes process uh, and it facilitates it uh, through a couple of ways so it's 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 first of all it's sealed so that's where you get the vacuum that's where you get the no oxygen from um, and then it's usually maintained at a certain temperature because uh, methane bacteria needs to be at a certain temperature to actually do its process to actually break down that organic material um, and then you got some other things where you've got constant uh, mixer either through you know a, a propeller mixer or you've got uh, a bubble mixer where it's constantly uh, circulating oxygenless air into that to keep things moving. So you're you're stirring the pot essentially, keeping it warm, stirring the pot, and keeping oxygen away, and that facilitates that breakdown of that organic matter in that sealed vessel. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that uh, is an area that uh, I definitely have uh, not a lot of confidence in, but that makes complete sense to me um, as far as how that works. So has this become, I mean, I, I feel like it gets talked about a decent amount, but has there been an increase in the number of farms that are doing this? In the past few years, yeah, there's there certainly has, uh, and, and this technology is it's been around for for decades here in the states, like this advanced technology. Um, you know, digestion in this kind has been going around since the 1700s when it was first discovered that you can get flammable gas from the breakdown of organic materials. But here in the states, people realize, hey, we can use the byproducts of this digestion process um, either to to sell it or reuse it on our farm. Um, and and just here's one number for you. Just in the last two years, uh, there has been a 25% uptick in the number of digesters that have gone online. Uh, it's gone from I think around 275. I'm throwing rough numbers out here. 275 to like 340, somewhere along those lines. So that's 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 huge when you think about the cost uh, of putting in one of these systems. Wow. Yeah, that is 25 percent. Wow. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think I don't hear a lot of uh, argument from people or or discussion that there's not value um, behind this. So what is generally the most limiting factor that keeps or some of maybe if there maybe there's more than one, but uh, limiting factors from utilizing this technology? So it's the money. It's the 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 initial outlay uh, investment to put in one of these one of these processes. You either have to have um, a large enough dairy to to justify the cost of putting one of these in, uh, and or you're going to need some kind of help from your local uh, municipality or federal government in the in the form of grant subsidies um, and oftentimes loans i mean it's it's a it's a it's a project it's as you mentioned it's millions of dollars um and, and so that that 
conversely relates to the payback period. So if I've got 150 cows and I put in a million dollar system, it's going to take me 50 years to pay that back, right? So there, there you have to think of these kind of things in the business cost. If I'm a huge dairy, that's just say out west or Midwest, and I've got 10,000 cows, then that payback period is much shorter. So th- those are the limiting factors there. Yeah. So with the cost being a major concern and a limiting factor, um, are there some changes occurring in the industry that, that could possibly make it a little more affordable to a small farm? Yeah. So there, there's technology that has been developed uh, that takes advantage of what we call fugitive methane gas. Um, and that is gas that naturally occurs um, from the breakdown of materials, but not necessarily in that enclosed sealed container that we talked about. So if I've got, if I'm a farmer uh, and I've got dairy cows, this is going to be our example probably for the rest of the show as a dairy farm. So I've got a slurry lagoon where I'm managing my waste. That slurry lagoon is going to naturally create biogas. Um, it's not going to be as efficient as the digester because we're not facilitating that through, you know, lack of oxygen, through agitation, through for, through uh, heat. Um, but it's still going to produce methane. Um, and that's, like I said, it's fugitive methane because it's not being captured. And if it's not being captured, it's going up into the environment. And that's one of the greenhouse gases that's it currently being tried to be mitigate, uh, where the administration is trying to mitigate. So by capturing that, you're doing two things. One, you're, you're securing yourself a fuel source, but you're also keeping that from going into the environment. Um, so that, that's the technology that's being developed is, is the capture of that fugitive methane. Um, and the cool thing about that is, as I mentioned, it's, you don't have to do anything other than put a tarp over the system, essentially. And you've got, you know, that's the generalization, I should say put some, some kind of capturing device over your lagoon and you've got biogas, right? Mm. Um, it's not as simple as that because it's, you've got a flammable gas now under a tarp. So that, that's, where the, that's where the technology comes in <laughs> that's being developed, right? Yeah, yeah um, that, that, that sounds a little risky. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. Yeah, so, just trying to throw a tarp on right, it. Yeah, right now it's, it's managed in two ways. One, you don't put a tarp over it. It just naturally vents out into the atmosphere. Or two, you put a tarp over it. Uh, and you've got some kind of flaring off system. So when that gas reaches a level, it is flared off. And that's how currently it is being managed. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. So then um, can this – do I have – so if I'm a small dairy farmer or, or I guess it didn't matter what the size, can this be – do I have to completely do a new system if I want to adapt this? Or can it be uh, installed with a current system? So when you say current system, do you mean um, like a where current, there's a digestion, uh, an anaerobic digester already there? No, no. Like, okay. do I have to completely redo my entire lagoon system? Or? No, no, absolutely not. It can be designed. So the so the technology uh, that is out there now uh, and will be arriving here in the states uh, relatively shortly will work either way. So if you have existing lagoons, the the cover that I mentioned earlier. Uh, is kind of like a giant raft, and it will float on top of the lagoon and roughly the same size as that lagoon. Um, and the gases will get absorbed into that 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 tarp. And we're going to actually a double membrane system, which we can get in here into a minute. Um, so that's for the existing lagoon. And then if you are building uh, another lagoon or you're building a dairy farm from the scratch, you can have it so that the uh, the cover system, the membrane system is an actual tarp that will fit directly um, 
and designed specifically for your lagoon. So there's both ways that you can go. So this new system that you're kind of referring to, let's talk about it. And exactly, you kind of gave us an understanding of overall how biomethane production kind of works. But how specifically does this system work in relation that's maybe, you know, kind of new coming to the pipe? Maybe you just hit on it a little bit. Can, can you give us a little better understanding of that? Yeah, yeah. So, so as I mentioned, you got that you have that naturally occurring uh, methane. Well, it's really a biogas. It's raw biogas at this point that is naturally occurring and it is rising up out of that lagoon, right? So, this, the technology that we've that has been developed is we call it a double membrane system. So, again, it's that that cover, it's that tarp that goes over the lagoon. That raw biogas is drawn up into that tarp and there's two membranes in there it's called a double membrane system the first membrane captures that raw biogas uh, in conjunction with that double membrane that's sitting on top of the lagoon there is a gas filtration system that sits off next to the lagoon uh, and we'll talk about that in more detail later but what that gas filtration system does is it, it does the initial scrubbing of that raw biogas so it sucks it out into the gas filtration system and it takes out the hydrogen sulfide which is which is the toxic stuff and it'll take out the moisture as well um, and then it'll put that now processed biogas which is usable usable fuel in itself back into the tarp so you've taken the raw biogas you've processed it into a usable biogas and now that's being stored in the tarp so two things can happen at this point for this system. One, that biogas, if for some reason you don't want to use it, you can flare that off like we talked about earlier. You, there's, a, some, there's a venting pipe and you can flare it away. Or you can use that biogas to power your generator or your heat and electricity. Uh, a lot of farms are currently doing that now. It doesn't have to be the cleanest gas to use it in a generator. Uh, the third option there, so one is to flare, two is to use the biogas for your, your, your heat and electricity, or three, is to send that biogas back into that filtration system. It's a dual fil filtration system, and it will take out the carbon dioxide this time, and now you've got biomethane. And biomethane is essentially natural gas. So that's what this system does. It collects, it stores, it processes um, your fugitive methane that is occurring naturally in your slurry into biomethane. So you would you could essentially capture that biomethane and then use it in maybe something that you would typically maybe run with propane or something like that. Would that be the same way to saying that? Uh, it's it's a generally yes. In general, it's the same idea. Engine um, an engine would have to be designed to run on both natural gas and propane, and that is certainly possible to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, that makes sense to me. So then uh, I think, the, so what is the biggest advantage of the on-farm biomethane production? I would say the biggest advantage is um, energy independence. So imagine that you are uh, powering and fueling your entire operation from your own bio-waste, your own biomass. So you've got uh, heat and electricity, from the biogas that you've made. You've got engine fuel from the biomethane that you just made. You've got fertilizer from the digestate that's coming out of the process. You've got irrigation water, which is also a byproduct of that hmm. process. You've got things that you can use that digestate for that I haven't mentioned yet. So I've mentioned fertilizer, you've got irrigation. You can make uh, peat 
seed containers out of that digesta. You can use it for bedding. There's there's a dozen things that you can use that for. So all those outputs, which are biogas and digestate, can be used on the farm. Um, so you now you've got that circular uh, system in the energy independent parts farm. So you've got your energy that you need, and then all those outputs from that digestion process can just be put back in the farm, and they help create that cycle. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you're thinking about this from a financial aspect, we kind of where we started, you know, giving smaller farms the ability to be able to participate in this now with some of the advancements. What are you looking? Do you have enough research to give us a feel for what we'd be looking at from a cost savings standpoint, you know, with the utilization of this? It's, I can tell you that it'll be a fraction of the cost. So it, let's just say we, we talked about a million and a half dollars, right, for that for that anaerobic digestion. Because there's there's a lot of components there. You've got the, the giant sealed vessel. So it's that domed uh, s- cylinder that we see. That's probably the most common type that we will see. Um, but then you've got all the ancillary equipment that goes with that, right? You've got your hydrogen sulfide scrubber. You've got your CO2 scrubber. You've got your compressor if you're putting it in the gas grid. You've got your uh, your moisture remover. You've got all these this equipment that adds up to a lot uh, of dollars. Or the fugitive methane capture system, you have a tarp and you have a gas filtration system. So that's just even if it's somewhere around $200,000, let's say, it's a fraction of the cost of that larger system, um, and you're not having to maintain it in the same way, too. And what I mean by that is that for the fugitive methane system, you're just collecting the gas that naturally occurs. In an anaerobic digestion system, you're, you have to make sure that the conditions are correct in order to get that production of gas that you want. So you have to put in the right mixture of whatever it's going to be, food stock, animal stocks, food waste, um, municipal waste, whatever that's going to be. How You have to find the right temperature for it. You have to find the right agitation for it. So it's kind of a science. It's like making beer. You're trying to find the right thing or wine, however you want to think about it. You have to find that right process and right n- number of ingredients to get that gas. Um, so it's a more involved process. And as we talked about, it's for that larger dairy. It's, it's probably more suited for that type of process. Whereas if I got 100 cows um, and I know I have to manage my waste somewhere, which is usually going to be a lagoon, I can get one of these systems, throw a tarp over it, collect that gas in my gas filtration system. It'll process it. Oh, and by the way, it'll also compress it or liquefy it so I can use it in any kind of natural gas engine. Oh, wow. That's great. Now, now, Joe, if you could figure out the technology on how to also make beer while you're doing this, you've really got an idea yeah, now, especially yeah. maybe in Wisconsin, per yeah. se. Might work pretty well up there. But, I'll, get, uh, I'll get right on that. Okay, great, great. great. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, I think that, uh, you know, you've got, I mean, I'm pretty excited about what this can mean for the industry and particularly for the, for the farm, a lot of farm sizes that we work with. When is this technology going to be available? So we should see the technology here in the states. Uh, that so it's it, right now they're putting it in place. Uh, so we've got we're a global company, um, and there's we've got this in place in Europe already. We'll have it here in the United States or North America, I should say, um, in uh, the end of next year. Okay, so it, it's something, coming. Something to look forward to. Christmas yeah. next year. Put it on your Christmas. That's list right, and be ready to go. So. Um, any any last item, Joe, that maybe we did not cover or maybe even the, the article itself doesn't capture that you'd like to get across? Uh, yeah, there's, there is one more point if I can. Um, I, so we talked about making fuel 
grade natural gas, right, um, to run a natural gas engine. And it just so happens that we, there is a tractor that has been developed that runs off of natural gas versus diesel gas. Uh, and in this case, it runs off compressed natural gas. Um, and the cool thing about this is that now there is a tractor that helps create the very fuel that it uses on that farm. Um, and it was designed to have the exact same power and torque as its diesel counterpart. So there's no loss in power, there's no t loss in t torque. And the added benefit is it's much cleaner and it's much quieter. So uh, I did want to throw that point out there. So there is there is a tractor available that can take advantage of that methane gas that is being produced on the farm. Well, it's hard to get much more efficient than that. So uh, that's a very very good news. And and I think the dairy you know dairymen who listen to this show are are going to be. Um, I mean, they we know they're dealing with this with this manure issue. And it's just going to become more and more of a, I don't want to say problem, let's say opportunity um, to work through um, as, as regulations get tougher. But uh, so if someone has questions on maybe this new system coming or this tractor that you're speaking about, do they reach out to you or how do you suggest someone go about trying to get some more information on all of this? Yeah, I, I'd be happy to uh, to speak to whoever has questions on this. They can reach me by, by my email address. Uh, and I can give that now. And it's, so it's my first name dot last name. So Joe, J-O-E dot Bufford. And that's B as in boy, O-U, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, O-R-D as in dog at New Holland, all one word, dot com. Perfect. That's great. So if you guys have any questions, make sure and reach out to Joe. Um, it's, a, it's a really cool idea and I think it can be very it's very innovative and can be very impactful for um, for the industry as a whole. So excited about that. So, well, with that, Joe, I do want to thank you again for taking the time to come on, and we'd love to have you again some other time. and And hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely, yes. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for your listeners as well. Uh, and I'll be glad to come back anytime. All right. Well, with that, guys, I want to remind you of a couple quick things before we close it out here. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. We know you enjoyed that content. Joe did a great job. And we have, if you haven't checked out some of our past episodes, uh, make sure and take the time to do that. We try to make it very um, industry related and, and just technology related and advancement and, and just try to get you information. And that's what we're trying to do. So take the time to subscribe to that and let us know you're listening. A review would be great too. And, and a, a, even better, a positive review would be really good. And so we want to make sure and do that. So also check out some of our other content. You can go to YouTube, uh, type in Master's Choice, Facebook, Seacorn.com, uh, uh, Instagram. Or if you have questions directly, you can reach out to me, S. Harris, S-H-A-R-R-I-S at robtico.com and we'd like to take the time to again thank you for everything you guys do and we appreciate how hard you all work so with that we're going to sign off hope everyone has a great day